Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome, baby boomers, to Another Day Above Ground. This is the show that we designed just for you, because everything we talk about is relevant to us geezers. And by us geezers, I'm including, of course, my partners in this show, who sometimes think that the word geezer is a little hard. But uh, first of all, from uh, the beautiful mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, Carolyn Strauss. I'm not talking to you, geezer. I dare you to talk to me, geezer. Hey, I'm sticking to it. I'm at least 45, and I will be at least 45 for the rest of my life. (laughs) And, of course, from Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Yeah, the White House dog is in hot water again, apparently. uh, They've been noticing piles of crap around the White House, which uh, gives a new meaning to the word phrase, blaming it on the dog. (laughs) <laughs> i've been well, telling you guys that's not me that might be a theme for today you guys because yesterday i adopted another dog you know i lost bama back in september and it's been time and i've been looking and looking and i found a rescue golden retriever so i have a new dog Ooh. terrific and uh, what's uh, his or her name her name is mandy um, she doesn't know it yet, though. So she's seven years old. She doesn't know her name. She doesn't know sit. She's the pickiest eater, which is why I'm questioning if she is my dog, because nobody in my world has ever been a picky eater. Huh. Um, no, she eats her food, but I cannot. I have not found a treat that she likes yet. I think I'm going to head down to Trader Joe's later because Bama used to like these peanut butter cookie things that they have, dog cookies. and. <laughs> But she's lovely. So she does tricks, but she won't. She won't eat the treat. So no, she won't do tricks. She can't sit. She doesn't know sit. She doesn't know lay down. Oh. She doesn't walk well on a leash. And she's a huge fan of bunnies and squirrels. So I have to build up my shoulder strength, or they're going to be pulled out of my body. No, sounds like you adopted my cousin Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I named her Mandy because Mandy means lovable in Latin. So I named her Mandy. And right. I also think it's a good name. Like, they'll, she'll, she'll recognize it, hopefully. Sure. So I, this morning, went and signed up for obedience classes, probably mostly for me, behavioral classes um, starting a week from Saturday afternoon at PetSmart. Mm, Did you know they great. do that? Yeah, I did not, but that's great information, too. So, so she, ge- she gives you joy without taking treats. Yes. Just, uh, just, like, good, just, like, the, just like the Mandy in the song. <laughs> I, I really can't get Barry Manilow out of my head right now. It's really true. It's, it's, I am stuck. I, I, okay, so, all right, so I'm at least 45. I'm definitely a baby boomer because every time I say her name, Barry Manilow plays me. <laughs> Did she come with a name or did you assign it? She didn't. They don't know. We don't know when her birthday is. We don't. We, we, they took her to a vet yesterday. So a vet tech found her and took her to a vet yesterday and got her rabies shot and Bordetella shot and, you know, all the shots that she needs. So she's going to be healthy. Um, her teeth are really good. They think she's about seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sure she never had a litter. They're sure she was spayed when she was very young. Thank God. 
And um, yeah, so I'm, I just get to make it all up and we'll see how she does with that. We're, I'm you, down here in the studio now and she's upstairs and we'll see what kind of mess I go upstairs to. Did you, did, did you check her for a microchip? Oh, so they microchipped her yesterday. They put so one she in. Had not, yes, oh, she okay. had not been. So one of my chores today is to go online to the microchip um, computer thing and register her to me. My aunt, she, uh, she, she, she found a coyote. She got microchipped? No, so she found a coyote. Oh. Well, we probably should, yes, because she's getting to that point. Uh, but the, she, she found a coyote and thought it was a stray dog. And yeah, she, she, she took it to the vet to see if it was microchipped so she could find out what breed it was. And they go, yeah, uh, apparently uh, this is a poodle, a Pekingese, three cats, and a chihuahua. <laughs> wow. Oh, gross! Ew, I just got that. <laughs> Terrible. Well, it is. It's funny you should say that, Tim, because I haven't really seen a lot of coyotes in my neighborhood. And I was walking Mandy about an hour ago, and a coyote did run across the road. So I am going to have to keep really close eye on her because she's not like Bama. Bama came to me. He was trained in the prison system, my old dog. So he was so well behaved. This one, I got a mold. Huh. Wow. Well, you guys and all that fans, I, I, I'm so excited. I got my second COVID shot this week. And I went in there and the, uh, the woman said, any reaction to the first one? I said, no, not, not really. It didn't even hurt. And so she's given me the shot. I go, oh, this one hurts. And she said, that's because this one's got the tracer in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dale's been microchipped. <laughs> and so she must be practicing that with everybody because that was a great line. <laughs> Every time I walk by my microwave, it beeps at me. It must be the second shot. <laughs> well, dogs, you know, don't have to worry about that, I don't think. They get enough shots on their own. But, I, you know, I've always, always loved dogs, and I admire them. And I, in many ways, if, if this changes my DNA, this shot, I hope I become a dog. Because the one thing that dogs never have to do is pay taxes. And that's the worst thing. We're coming up right again on it uh, with the federal income tax coming through. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do at this time of year. I really hate taxes. And we have with us a gentleman who is not only a CPA, but he is also a tax maven, a baby boomer, and a high school bowling coach. And he ramps that all up into one. Please welcome Dave Krebs. Welcome, Dave, to another day above ground. Well, thanks, Dale, and thanks for allowing me to take time off of work because this is a heck of a lot more fun than doing a tax return right before <laughs> April 15th. Uh, you haven't started the interview yet. <laughs> <laughs> Now you've uh, you've got extra time this year, right? Didn't they bump it back to May seventeenth or something? Yeah, I haven't decided if that's good or not. Uh, they gave us thirty-two extra days. Now, isn't that bizarre by itself? Not April fifteenth to May fifteenth. No, it's May seventeenth. Figure that one out. But you can actually pay on May seventeenth, and you can file on May seventeenth. There's no April fifteenth this year. May 15th is a Saturday. They don't want to work on the weekends. Come on, it, they man? had yeah. to go to yeah. the Monday. 
Actually, they just made up the rule on March 17th, and they said, well, about 60 days later from that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't last year, didn't last year we have some ridiculously long extension? I do not remember paying on April 15th yeah, in was, 2020 yeah. during the height of the yeah, pandemic. It was like July 15th. Yes. And, and I'm not even sure I ever finished last year yet. I, I, I still have, haven't made up my mind on that. So, yeah, it's... It, this one isn't as good as that, but uh, so I, I'm ready to you know go fishing and do other things anyhow. So uh, I'm glad it's shorter. <laughs> that's that's the first time I've ever heard a guy say that. And anyhow, uh, <laughs> outside of prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, because anyhow, you want a shorter sentence. That's a, you want a shorter sentence. That's. <laughs> <laughs> We, we're all baby boomers here, and we still have to file our income tax, even if we're on Social Security. And, you know, we, as if you're an entrepreneur, as, as the three of us are, maybe your business is slow, and maybe you don't have as many expenses. Maybe you got to find other ways to save money. Do you have some tips for us for our baby boomer audience? Oh, tons of them. Tons of them, Yeah. Uh, you know, for one, all the way through 2025, it's really crazy right now, they give us this really giant deduction. This, it's called the standard deduction. And like if you're single, you get $12,400. If you're married, wow, $24,800. And I know a couple of you out there over age 65, you, and you'll hear me frequently use the word geezer pleaser. That's that's a bonus term, right? So you get bonus amounts if you're over age 65. And so, you know, really a lot of times people have their houses paid off later on in life and everything. So they're getting some really nice deductions, whether they give any money to charity or not, uh, whether they have many state and local taxes, mortgage interest, all that. So you got to try to overcome that for one thing these days. And uh, because of COVID, there's been, oh, this, this is a crazy year because of COVID, but uh, they have a little bonus this year, an extra $300 on top of your standard deduction if you give cash, check, or credit card to charity. And uh, Dale and Tim do not count as a charity, so whatever they say, don't believe that. <laughs> but, I, have, I have my own charity. It's Dale's Home <laughs> for Unwed Fathers, and uh, we, we fill it up. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, no problem. Well, Dave, and, I, actually, uh, I have a yeah. question on that, oh, talking about standard deduction. So given that I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, I've always done the itemized deduction thing. But wait, last year in 20, I'm filing for 2020 now, right? I'm confused. You I'm doing my 2020. In 2020, I didn't do any of the traveling, the hotel, the airfare, all that stuff. Can I alternate between the itemized deductions that I've done before and the standard one that I can take now? Because I don't think I have $12,500 worth of deductions. Well, different thing there, Carolyn. So the, the reality is for your business, everything's a write-off. That's the joy of having your own business, all right? Until so you, you get could, audited. Yeah, you, which I well, did. You know, no, details. everything's not a write-off till you get audited. Stop. <laughs> but Do not but those that. are dollar for dollar right against your income. No big deal at all. In fact, if you got, I love this term, the PPP loan, which is part of the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, that's even tax-free income, which is even better. But no, you get to take all those, and then you compare you know, your standard deduction versus kind of everything you can come up with, like mortgage interest, taxes like real estate tax, state and local tax, and charitable. 
Those are the biggies. Unless you're really getting up there and got plenty of medical expenses, which we try to do that at our age, right? Um, but if you if you get all those, you might get over that standard deduction. But you can go back and forth every year on that. It's just whichever one's better for you. See, that's an issue I have on the medical expenses is where I live, medical marijuana is legal. But because it's illegal nationally, I can't deduct my medical expenses. Which is over $24,000, I'm pretty it? sure. <laughs> if you're enjoying your medical expenses, that might be an issue. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> it'll be an entertainment tax. <laughs> oh, Dale, but you can deduct your therapy, and that should make up the difference. <laughs> That's true. Anyhow, more tips, Dave. First yeah. one, check general deduction. That's well, you know what? A, a lot of people out there at this stage of life really want to give back. And there's great charitable deductions that you can really do these days. One of them, if you happen to reach the age of 70 and a half, this is really amazing. You can go directly, take your money right from your IRA, give it directly to the charity. Okay, so it doesn't go to you personally and then you give to the charity. You just send it direct. And that basically gets removed from your income and counts as part of your required minimum distribution. So that's a that's a pretty cool thing right there. Do um, you have to give them all of it, or can you just give you, them part of it? Up to $100,000. Uh, you, can, you can do that every year, and uh, that that's a fabulous write-off. So uh, something to think about if you're giving anyhow, and especially if you're stuck with that standard deduction and it's not giving you any more money, hey, if you're 70 and a half, woo, you reached you reached a, a great pinnacle there. But there's different type, there's different flavor IRAs. There's the Roth one and the SEP one. It doesn't work with all of them, right? Which which IRA flavor do you have to have in order to make that work? Yeah, don't touch your Roth. That's already tax free forever. Keep that alone. But but any other your what they call a traditional IRA. Now you may be saying, well, I've got our 401ks because you're on big time. Well, you can roll part of your 401k into your IRA and then do the same thing. So it just has to come from a traditional IRA. I never got a 401k. Well, we can start one for that business of yours that's making so much money now. You can have what's called a solo 401k and uh, set one up now. Okay. And it does not so, apply. It does not apply to car bombing IRAs. Yes. <laughs> that IRA, stay away from it. So, children, how old do they have to be to stop deducting them? Oh, well, in my house, it can go forever. Um, it, you know, in other places, uh, it, it's usually through age 18. But again, if they're in college and under age 24, uh, there's still a good chance that you're going to continue to claim them. And if they if they never make much money, that's what I was talking about. If, if they never make more than like around $4,200, you can claim them forever. <laughs> so uh, that, that that can go on. But uh, th there's this finally year... the advantage for having your 26-year-old live in your basement and not make any money. God bless video games. <laughs> right. I mean, you're working so hard there. You're up to 2000 this year. You got to cut back, you know, something like that. So, yeah, that'll work. What about, can I deduct my granddaughter? She's over here a lot and I buy her lots of stuff. Well, and you just tell your kids, hey, I'm deducting her because I'm providing over half her support. You stay out of this. So your yeah, kids have to listen to good. you, right? Yeah. 
What if your kids? Robot. What if your kids in the basement have kids? How does that? Uh, <laughs> does that like kind of? Is that is yeah? Is that kind of exponential? Does it? Uh, Buy them condoms. Buy them. Con- invest in condoms, people. <laughs> are those dedu- exactly. are those deductible? <laughs> they are, by the way, now. <laughs> really? Hey, that came out this year. Like if you have, uh, if you're in health savings accounts and some of these special ones, over-the-counter items. So, you know, like for the first time ever in one of my tax seminars this year, I used the word menstrual products. I had never used that <laughs> in a tax seminar before, but this year. I officially did because that's an over-the-counter item. Band-aids and and of course your condoms, Carolyn. So we got. Well, I thought I thought, those, I thought those were banjos, the minstrel items. Minstrel. By spelling again. Been watching too many movies. <laughs> what else? What else do we need to know if we're over 55 and having to pay our taxes this year? What if we decide not to? Mm-hmm. What if you don't pay them? Right. Uh, I can represent you. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know the, the good news is it'll take a while because the IRS was not set up to work virtually. They, they can't even open envelopes now. I mean, there, there's checks from months ago that they haven't even opened up. And so the, they're, they're not auditing anybody right now. I think eventually that will catch up with you. <laughs> All right. But uh, if you don't pay before the due date, by the way, the interest rate is only 3%. It's not the end of the world. But if you wait until after the due date, now it's kind of like having a Sears credit card. Is is Sears still in business? I think they might. But it's expensive. There's a penalty and an interest rate. And then it gets pretty crazy. But but yeah, you you eventually will get caught up with. But it may take them a year or two the way they're going. It's, It's crazy right now. And what's, what would they do? What's the biggest penalty for not paying your taxes? Prison? Uh, well, it, it's pretty much a percent a month for the six months after the due date. Because the weird thing is you're supposed to, even if you extend your tax return, you're supposed to pay at the time of the extension. So for about six months after that, they'll hit you uh, with a penalty, and then the interest is still going too. So, but but over time, I mean, it can be as high as like twenty five percent. You know. So. Can you go to jail though? Is it a jailable offense? I Dale, I have not lost anybody yet, and some of them probably should have gone to jail. So, <laughs> you know, so it, it's very unlikely you're going to lose anybody that way. So. Yeah, okay, because that's my big worry. They, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they'd rather see the money. They 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 can't they can't collect cigarettes. <laughs> they got microphones in prison. You'll be okay. <laughs> So what about um, if we have any, uh, I don't know, how much stuff can we deduct as baby boomers? I mean, is there, you know, like second homes or hobbies or anything that we can deduct? Yeah. Uh, Well, certainly your second residence, the mortgage interests and all that, uh, real estate taxes on all five of your properties, right? The lake house, the mountain house, the whatever. Yeah, but the biggest problem right now, the way they've done this crazy law at the moment is, you only get 10000 between all of your real estate tax and state and local tax. So, you know, the more you live in like a California or New York where the state taxes are ridiculous anyhow, uh, you know, you're, you're up to 10000 after no time at all. <laughs> and that's it. So let's just take a, a married couple for a second. And they're, they're age, uh, you know, 62, right? 
So they get 24,800 as a standard deduction. Even if they have really big paying salary jobs, you only get 10,000 for all your state and local and real estate taxes. So that means if you don't have like at least almost $13,000 for your mortgage interest and your charitable, you're not getting over the limit. Wow. And uh, I, I have an interesting thing I do though a lot of times. Let's say like I have a bunch of clients who are good tithers, right? Every, every week at church, they give money, they give money. And let's just use that example. Let's say they have no mortgage, they have the 10,000 taxes, and every year they give like $13,000 to charity. Well, every year I go, oh, sorry, you get nothing. That, that, is, that is sad, but you get nothing because you just got up to your standard deduction that they were gonna give you anyhow. So what I've been doing a lot of with people is uh, I use a vehicle called a donor advice fund. Have you ever heard of that one? That's a crazy no. one. But, um, this is one where you can put as much money as you want in today and get a deduction today, but then you can decide when you want to pay it out to all the charities. Like you could do it over the next five years. So what I'll do is front end load all the charitable contributions in one year and get over the limit and get a big write off. And then every year after that, we go, hey, a donor advice fund, pay the church, hey, pay the Red Cross, pay the synagogue. And so you're, you're able to kind of get, get up there that one year and you try to do it in a year you're having really good income, right? And uh, that, that's a great little strategy. I, I love using donor advised funds. That's so, only good for one year? So, well, when you put it in there, that's your deduction. But the idea is to get over that limit. Cause like if you gave 13,000 every year for the next five years, you got no deduction. But if you put all five years in one year, you gotta have cash, right? So they could, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have cash, Dale and Tim have tons of it. So just ask them. They'll help you front end load this. But, um, but you can get that front, that big deduction up front. But then you tell the donor advice fund, you know, I'm going to spread it over five years. I don't want them to think they're going to get all the money right then. And then you just have them pay it out over time. So it works out really well. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I got to just I just have to find a charity. But um, <laughs> how, about, how about the Carolyn Home for Unwed Mothers? We had yours. There you go. Is there a way you could back end load that? Like, say, you know, because usually if you don't have the if you don't have the money right away, if you don't have it in the bank, um, can you rather than give it to the charity, can you give it to the donor, your donor fund over five years? And then well, after five years, you can save could... up the month. Now, the charities don't like this as much. Hey, you know, I'm really going to give to you, but it's just going to be like five years from now. So you could just wait, build it all up and then get over the limit later on. And then do it later. And well, then depending the on what, would get a lot at once. Yeah, well, depending on which church you go to, you know, it might not be there five years from now. <laughs> right, right. Or you may say, "I don't like that sermon anymore. I'm, I'm going to do it." Yeah, so. so I just, I just want to clarify one more thing, though, because I yeah. never heard about this donor fund thing mm -hmm. before. I've heard about the donut fund, which I have upstairs in yep. a jar, but that's I different. Know. Majority um, owns that. Right. So the donor fund thing. So let's say instead of doing my 12,000 standard deduction, right, I was I was going to itemize, but I didn't have as much itemizing to do. Could I itemize and then put $10,000 in a donor fund this year and then $10,000 in the same donor fund next year and then $10,000 in the same donor fund the next year and add on? It's a no, one that would, it's that a would one time the thing because it's just like given directly to the charity each year. Uh, so, so by putting them on one year, you know you're going to get over that standard deduction, and then you got the big write off. 
Right, but that's kind of what I was saying too. Can you can you put the money in for five years, then on the fifth year take the they take the whole deduction at once? No, no. When you put it in that fund, that's when you get the deduction. Okay. So, okay. But I, I was saying you could tell the charity, say, I'm going to pay you in five years, and not you know just save it up and then do it in five years. That would that as would as soon be as I bought my Tesla, you get what's left. It's perfect. <laughs> hey, now yeah. let me make that story even better. Has anybody done pretty well in the stock market this year? I, I bet a lot of people have, right? And so you've got that Amazon or you know Facebook. One of them did really well, right? Well, the thing that you give to the donor advised fund, guess what, is your most appreciated stock. You don't sell that and pay a bunch of tax and then have a little money left to give to charity. You go, hey, here, donor advice fund, here's my most highly appreciated Amazon stock, and now you wipe out the gain, right? It's just a deduction at the fair value of the stock. You've wiped out the gain, and then you still get the deductions over and above the limits. That's what I call double bonus days at the IRS when you do something like that. Now how do how do we go about opening one of these uh, ad, yeah, donor advisor funds? Well, you know, most of the major brokerage houses have them. I, I personally uh, use Fidelity uh, for mine, uh, which is real easy to work with because, you know, once it's in there, I just go, hey, Fidelity, I'd like you to pay them. And they go, we will review your grant. And then the next day they go, approved. <laughs> And they send the check out for me. I don't even have to send the check. It's it's pretty awesome. I have my money with infidelity. It's been infidelity. it's been years. It's been <laughs> that has probably cost you a lot of money too. Oh yeah, Not but all me. the expenses are on the back end. <laughs> Not me, and it's been advertised, babe. Years and years and years. <laughs> Now, by the way, I should say the other side of this. Did anybody have a stock this year that lost its shirt that you lost money on? Okay. Yes. So if you have that one, never put that in a donor advised fund. Sell it and get the losses to wipe out other gains and your ordinary income. Now, again, you can only do 3000 a year against your ordinary income, but that that's a great thing to remember. So in real easy terms, if I have a gain, I might give it. If I have a loss, I want to sell it and take it, right? So, uh, so that's a and good, easy God way to recover. There are people like you who study this stuff because this is not even that complicated and I, I'm having a hard time with it. Uh, you know, I really need to get a life because I, I read every tax publication. I don't know why. I mean, it's just, but it's like, what can I beat the government out of in this law? You know, it's it, there's, a, there's an excitement level in that when you, you do that because you know, like Dale made the comment about those five ugly words, taxes, but I, I have a button I wear that says, I love taxes. And of course, now I have been accosted in a few airports because I've worn that, but, but uh, I, you know, it is fun, you know, the, to come up with great ideas. So, so as, yeah, when you're looking for the back door and a way to get out, yeah, I can see how that would be exciting. <laughs> I can see that. So hey, we were talking earlier. We haven't talked about that. The back door Roth. You made me think about that. Have you heard about that? I Ouch. have not. Carolyn's got quite a shocked look on her face. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like it's it. It actually, yeah, it actually, ever. it actually sounds like one of those things, like a hot Carl or a dirty Sanchez. It's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she gave me a backdoor Roth. <laughs> it's already not my thing. But go ahead, Dave. Tell us about it. You've already ruined the whole level of this. Now, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if I should bring it up, but. <laughs> but uh, 
So let's say you make a really good income. Let, let's say you're a married couple and you make 220000 and you still have wages, earned income, right? And you want to put into a Roth. Well, almost every one of those individuals have some kind of pension plan. Um, and, and, and reality is because of income levels, they can't put into a Roth. They make too much money. So there's this weird strategy called the backdoor Roth. And it, it basically involves you just put into a traditional IRA, and then later you do a Roth conversion. And oh, I'm already lost Carolyn on this one. And, but after you do that, you, you end up, you know, basically because that traditional IRA had no deduction, it had basis for tax purposes, which means when you do the conversion, you can get it in totally tax-free and you can do a Roth. So let me, let me rephrase this. The IRS says, you make too much, you can't do a Roth. So I do a traditional IRA and a Roth conversion, and poof, I did what they said you weren't allowed to do in two steps versus one. I came in the back door. So wait a minute. And, so uh, if I have a regular IRA, which I've had for years, mm -hmm. and then I have a Roth IRA, which has a little teeny bit of money in it, I can just convert my regular IRA to a Roth IRA and not pay taxes on the IRA? Wouldn't it be that simple, Carolyn? See, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> Darn, <Mama. laughs> All right. Now, you are not a good candidate because before you told me that you had a you didn't have a 401k. I don't. But the, the key before you do your conversion, if the only thing you have in your IRA is the one you just put in with basis, it'll work beautifully. All right? So how do you do that? Well, you take all of your other IRAs that you might have, because that sounds like where you got all your money, you open up your 401k because you have a business. You have a so you could put a solo 401k there. And now the only thing you have is that little IRA with basis. Now we're ready to go to the back door. Traditional IRA, non-deductible, and then the conversion. Right? You know, I just have to say any backdoor thing still sounds painful and I'm not going there. So <laughs> we can let that go. Well, anybody who's over 50 totally understands how painful that could be. So, um, it's, a, it's called a moneyoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. now, has, has anybody, while we're on the Roth and everything, has anybody noticed that the government is printing money that they don't have at a rate never before seen? Printing, they're just they're just writing zeros. Uh, yeah, I mean this, you know, right now, okay, that it isn't showing up yet, but at some point, guess what? We're not going to be able to afford this, and they're going to be raising tax rates. And if everybody listening, and most of you have done this, right? You saved up money in your four hundred one k, you saved up in the IRA, defer, 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 and now you got these millions of dollars in retirement, and you go to pull it out. Well, guess what? When you go to take your required minimum distribution, but here's a news alert, it went up to age 72 this past year. You don't have to do it at 70 and a half anymore. It's now 72, okay? But when you go to take that money out at age 72, you're likely, because of this problem we're gonna have with higher tax rates, you could be in a higher tax rate when you retire than you are today. And if you're in that situation, you might be a heck of a lot better off to start throwing money towards a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA where you can, because that you never pay tax on. And isn't that a good concept, right? So uh, that might be your best bet is to do that. Or or flee to Costa Rica. You know, that's yes, the other option. I, I do have yes. my little piece of land on the little Cayman Islands, and that's a beautiful thought too, yes. 
I but, love the uh, Caymans. I used yeah. to be down there all the time on cruise ships. I love the Cayman Islands. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, Dave, if you can give us one last bit of advice before we leave, one thing about every baby boomer should know. I mean, you know, besides make sure you sign the form and, you know, and, and put down. I, you know, I often wondered if you have to fill it out, you know, in regular numbers. I like to fill it out in Roman numerals. Let mm -hmm. them work a little bit, you know. That'll take the IRS two years to figure it out instead of one. Exactly, so exactly. Yeah. But any one tip that you have for us as we fill out our taxes? Okay. Well, this is kind of a, a little bit different look at things. And you know, I just talked about a Roth, which is you put the money in and you get no deduction, and then you get tax-free for life. Great thing. How about what I would call a Roth on baby steroids, right? What I mean by that is in many states, you can put money in a plan for your grandkids, Dale. You know, like if we want to save up for their college and everything, there's something out there called a 529 plan. Right. And some of you have probably heard of that. Many states offer a deduction. Like in Ohio, you can deduct up to 4000 per beneficiary per year. So if I want to give to uh, four grandkids, I can put in $16,000 and write it off my Ohio return. Then it turns into a Roth because I get tax-free federal and state from that day on. Not bad, right? So Very your good. state might, might offer that. Um, and what's really pretty cool about a grandparent putting money in a 529 plan for their grandkid, when they go to fill out FAFSA, they look at parents and students' assets and incomes. There's nothing on there about grandparents. Isn't that cool? Excellent. So it's Excellent. as if they don't have any money for school, even though it's been saved up by the grandparent. You can move the money among first cousins, which in, I guess, in Arkansas, that means everybody. But, <laughs> um, but in... In the bigger sense, those are your the grandkids. So let's say, Dale, one of your grandkids comes over and mows your lawn every week and the other doesn't come visit. You can snatch the money from the one and go, hey, you know, if you would have just been over here cutting my grass, but, you know, my other one was. So you move it over there. You control the money totally. And grandparents, don't we love control? That's what it's all about. <laughs> someday, someday, someday Dale's granddaughter is going to be cutting his grass with Metamucil. <laughs> Oh, I, I love I love vengeance within families. I think it's the vengeance tax plan. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can work great. You're, you're going to get what you want, which is what we want out of our grandkids, right? So. Well, Dave, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. You have given us some great information. Normally, it's just, you know, a lot of BS on this show, but you really gave us some things to think about that we can use and save money, so we appreciate that. If people have any questions and you would like them to get a hold of you, do you have a, a website or somewhere we can yeah. direct them? Yeah, so uh, our web, real easy, uh, www.cpa, A-G-I, as an adjusted gross income, how exciting is that? Or CPA Advisor Group Inc. So CPAAGI.com. And you do have to check out, by the way, there's a video that says, has your accountant won the Olympics in Calculator Edition? Just click, get some popcorn and click on that. It'll be just a couple minutes. And uh, then you go back to Netflix and you'll be fine. But it's kind of fun. And uh, we've got a lot this. of great tips on there. The, under resources, you'll have all kinds of things. And Dale, thank you for not noticing that everything I said was BS and I just made it all up. So I appreciate that. 
Well, you no, know, no, that's okay if you did, you know, but we don't really um, care. So <laughs> thank you very much, David, and uh, we, we really appreciate having you here on another day above ground. There you go. Great seeing all of you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to Dave Krebs and, and all the information he gave us about income taxes, which we hope you can use. And uh, in closing, Carolyn, do you have any final words for the folks? Yeah, there will be one day in the next two weeks that I will not be available because I have to lock myself in my house, turn off every distraction I have, and get my taxes done. So that's the plan before the 17th of May. That's all I have to say. You have a dog now. You'll be leaving the house. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, anything to leave the folks with? Hey, yeah, if you got your taxes done, you can come out and see me. I've got, got a couple dates in uh, uh, central South Illinois coming up uh, April 23rd and 24th. So uh, come to my website, timslegel.com, to find out exactly where. Fantastic, fantastic. And I invite you to go to daleirvin.com, sign up for the Friday Funnies. It's a weekly uh, video and written report of the more unusual stories in the news. And of course, there's another dayaboveground.com. You can learn more about us. You can read some blogs. You can uh, even leave us a message. And if you'd like to be on the show, tell us why. And uh, other than that, I want you to go out today. If your taxes are not done, take a little break. If they are done, stay out all day and enjoy today because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.